The following audio is from Maranatha Chapel, located in San Diego, California. For more information about Maranatha Chapel, please visit www.maranathachapel.org. Uh, Pastor Daniel is not with us this weekend, uh, but he is such a good shepherd. He has invited a very special friend to share with us this weekend, and I'm so excited to introduce him. Um, our guest teacher has been involved in ministry for more than 38 years. He was born in the South, but God saw fit to bring him to Southern California a long time ago because he knew we needed someone like this man to work here in Southern California. He began his ministry working with the um, rescue mission in Los Angeles, uh, working with homeless and those who are addicted and living on the street, kind of that real gritty ministry. Today, he's the executive director of Teen Challenge of Southern California, which is a program, it's a group that works with uh, all the way from Fresno down here to San Diego. Uh, they provide discipleship for those who want to break free from addiction to drugs and alcohol. Again, they're a ministry partner for us at Maranatha Chapel. We love these guys. We've been working closely with them for a number of years. Um, anyway, but most important probably than that is our special guest speaker. He's been a friend of Maranatha Chapel for a long time, uh, and he's a personal friend of Pastor Daniel's now. So Daniel invited him some time ago. He wanted to have him here this weekend to share with us. He's a worshiper of God. And he believes that the love of Jesus is stronger than the bondage of sin and addiction, and that the power of God's grace means that no one is beyond God's redemptive power. Amen. And most importantly, he's brought his wife, Dimitri, of 38 years, here with us tonight. So, it's a little tricky tonight, but I know you guys are with me. Here's what we're going to do. We have a short introductory video for Teen Challenge. So when I stop talking in a second here, that's going to run. As soon as that's over, would you guys give Ron Brown a special Maranatha welcome? My name is Ron Brown. I serve as the executive director here. And Teen Challenge of Southern California started in 1963. You know the story how David Wilkerson went to New York City in 1958 in answer to a call from the Holy Spirit to help some gang members on trial. And as a result, God birthed this worldwide movement called Teen Challenge that is now in 130 nations of the world. Thank you for joining us and being part of the miracle. All of our volunteers have been part of the miracle of Teen Challenge for all of these years. We now have 10 locations around Southern California from San Diego all the way up to Fresno. We have men and women who are in a year-long structured recovery program learning how to turn their lives over to Jesus. Teen Challenge Ministry Institute is our one-year Bible training school, practical ministry preparation place where Teen Challenge graduates are prepared to be harvest workers in the work of the gospel. True to our calling of evangelism, outreach, and discipleship, Teen Challenge also has these annual events that reach literally thousands of people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have our spiritual emphasis once a year for our staff and students to be encouraged inside. And many people who've just started the Teen Challenge ministry make a commitment to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We also have an annual outreach called Arise. Started six years ago and has reached thousands of people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Teen Challenge Southern California has a vision for the future. NLE, New Life Expansion. We've opened in the Antelope Valley and we're looking forward to new communities that God will make available 
for us to continue to share the good news, to let people know that once an addict is not always an addict, but there's an opportunity for the power of God to set people free and to release them from anything that's binding them so that they can live out their true destiny and purpose for which God created them. We want to open a Teen Challenge Southern California ministry for women and children called the Home of Hope in the San Diego area. God is doing new things and we want to join him where he's working in your community. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's great to be here at, at Maranatha Chapel. I love your pastor, Pastor Daniel, Pastor Ray was so uh, a very good mentor of mine, and I got a chance to know him uh, for the last season, and I'm so glad to be here. Daniel is a special, special servant of the Lord, and he is doing an amazing job. Do you love your pastor? Amen. I sure do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for welcoming Teen Challenge here. We're so glad to be able to share the good news that Jesus is still delivering people from drugs and alcohol. Amen. He's setting the captives free. He's opened the blinded eyes. Amen. And he's bringing people into a new relationship with the creator. Amen. And I'm so privileged to be here tonight also with my lovely wife, Demetra. 36 years. Amen. Woman of God. She loves Jesus with all of her heart. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want to read a passage of Scripture from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verse 17 through 26. And the title of the message tonight is, The Healer is in the House. Say that with me. The Healer is in the House. Come on, one more time. The Healer is in the House. Amen. I tell you, when Jesus is in the house, everything is going to be all right. Amen. One day Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friends, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Amen. This is a powerful passage of scripture 
where Jesus was demonstrating that he is the son of man and he is able to heal all of our disease. Whatever you're struggling with tonight, I want you to know that Jesus is able to do miracles. you believe that? Amen. If you take the miraculous out of the gospel, then it is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news is that God has all authority, all power, all wisdom, and all grace. Amen. When students come to Teen Challenge, many of them have heard of the Lord before but haven't really entered into a personal relationship. But once they enter into that personal relationship with Jesus, everything changes. Our key scripture at Teen Challenge is, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Only God can take the brokenness of our lives and weave it into a pattern of good and then commission us to do good works in his name. Hallelujah. Maybe you haven't used drugs, but we have all been broken by sin because the Bible declares that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Can I get a witness in the house tonight? Amen. Amen. But we're so grateful that Jesus came. You know, so much of the gospel narrative from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John takes place in a house. There's a whole lot of stories of Jesus going to visit people in their homes and and miracles would happen and Jesus would teach in people's houses. He taught on the hillsides. He taught in the synagogue and different places. But the house was a, a special place where Jesus, you would find Jesus regularly teaching the word of God and manifesting the kingdom of God here on earth. He is the good shepherd. Amen. And he walked among the sheep. And he, w- he went into the homes where the sheep were. That's what a good shepherd does. A good shepherd spends time with the sheep. And Jesus is the good shepherd. And so much of his teaching happened in houses. And so much of the stories in the, in the gospels about wonderful things in the house. Remember the prodigal said, I'm going back to the father's house. And if I can just get to the father's house, he began to make up a story of how he would justify how he had lived his life. But I want you to know that the father was waiting for the son to come because the father in that story represents our father God and he's always welcoming us home. Aren't you glad about that tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. And so there's also stories about the lost coin that happened in a house. There was also many things about the house, but everyone was in this house. I want to talk about what was happening in this house. Everyone was welcome into the house of the healer, but the meeting had a bunch of folks who had mixed motives and mixed things in their hearts. First, there were the Pharisees. This was a Jewish sect uh, that strictly observed the traditional uh, and the written law, the, 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 uh, the spoken word and the written law. And then there were the teachers of the law, and they were the ones who interpreted the law of Moses. Then there was a, a paralyzed man on a mat. Then there were some friends who were filled with faith. Then there was the crowd of people in the house. Then, of course, Jesus, the healer, was in the house. Can somebody say amen? But you know what's so remarkable? When Jesus finished 
obeying the Father and manifesting the kingdom, it tells us that every one of them left the house worshiping. They came with all kinds of motivation. The Pharisees always wanted to trap Jesus in some teaching that they said would not agree with the law of Moses. And and so they were always looking for some nuance of doctrine. But by the time the meeting was over in the house, we're talking about the healer in the house, every single person became a worshiper. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? The Son of Man knew their thoughts. He had authority on earth to forgive sins. He's able to heal all kinds of disease. He teaches with authority. He recognized when faith was being demonstrated. Hallelujah. And he welcomed everyone to the healing well. I want you to know tonight, if you need healing tonight in your life, Jesus is here in this house. Amen. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus came out of the wilderness temptation and he declared in verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach and proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Hallelujah. And then in Luke chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, just before this passage about what was happening in this house, the word of God declares, yet the news about him, speaking of Jesus, spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Jesus would many times move into a a, a secret place of prayer. Uh, Pastor John was talking earlier about prayer. Prayer is so important. When we pray in secret, God rewards us openly. So prayer is is the lifeblood of the church. It is the lifeblood of the saints' devotion to God. And so I want to encourage you, spend seasons in prayer because this is when we get the mind of God, the heart of God, the wisdom of God, the encouragement of the Spirit, and the strength of God to walk through all of the stuff of life. Amen. But this word that is used in verse, in these verses that I just read from Luke 5, 15 and 16, it says that he healed in verse 15, uh, they came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. That word sicknesses uh, in Greek means feebleness of mind, feebleness of body, and by implication, moral frailty, disease, infirmity, sickness, weakness. Y'all, it covers everything. Hello. Amen. See, when we hear about healing, many times our mind goes directly to a physical healing. But I want you to know that when Jesus, the healer, is in our house, he heals all of our disease. And that's what that word meant. It says they came and, they, and he healed them of all of their feebleness of mind, feebleness of body, hallelujah, any moral frailty and disease and infirmity and weakness. I want you to know that God is able to do the impossible and meet us exactly where he needs we need him to meet us in our journey of faith amen 
So whatever area or issue that you're facing tonight, hear the Lord Jesus coming and saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel and he's given me the, the anointing to heal your disease. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. The Spirit of the Lord abides among us and within us. He works through us and he works among us as the body of Christ. Hallelujah. There's love. There's acceptance. There's forgiveness. There's abundance. There's joy. There's provision. There's grace. There's mercy. There's training. There's correction. There's discipline in the Father's house. Amen. How many of you need a little bit of all that? Amen. <laughs> Wherever we are on our journey, our Father knows exactly where we are. And when he's in the house, I want you to know that he brings the fullness of his grace to bear. Jesus said he was the son of man. This is, Jesus is the supreme example of all that God intended mankind to be. He's the embodiment of truth and grace. In him, all the fullness of the deity dwells and lives in bodily form, according to Colossians 2, 9. Therefore, he, as the son of man, is able to forgive sins because the, the Pharisees said, why are you saying forgiveness of sin? The man is sick. Can't you see that he's paralyzed? I want you to know that Jesus knows exactly how to command the spirit and to command the healing that is needed and he knows what he's doing. How many of you know that? Amen. Jesus knows what he's doing. He's the sovereign of the universe. He created all things and is upheld by the power of his word. And so Jesus, as the son of man, said, which is easier for me to say your son's sins are forgiven? Because that was a, a moral frailty. He was lost. He needed to have his sins forgiven or to be healed. So he took care of all of it all at one time. So he takes care of it all. Amen. He doesn't leave anything undone in our lives. That is the precious son of man. That's the son of God. That's the king of kings. That's the Lord of lords. That's Jesus who we serve. He takes care of all of our issues. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so when the man took up his mat and he began to walk, it validated to those who were questioning whose authority Jesus was speaking in that he absolutely knew what he was doing and he had the authority to do what he was doing. Hallelujah. Because God confirmed his word with a sign and that sign was a healed man getting up off a mat, paralyzed, and now walking and rejoicing and praising God and going home to say, look what Jesus has done. Amen. Has God done anything for you? Has he ever touched you? Has he ever ministered his grace to your life? When, if he has, you will not forget when Jesus touched you. Oh, I remember times that Jesus has touched my life. I remember times that he touched the life of my family. I remember the miracles of peace that he brought to a troubled mind. Hallelujah. I remember the glory of God. If we ever forget what God has done, then we will walk away and we will not give him the praise and the glory that is due his name. And we will find ourselves in a place of living on our own strength, on our own ability. And that is a place that will fail us because we only have a limited amount of strength 
faith, only a limited amount of ability, but God has all power and all wisdom, and we need the all of God for all of the stuff and all of the issues that we face in this world today. For this reason, the Son of Man was able to forgive sins. He is the Lord of all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You see, with Jesus, there is no third option. He either is who he says he is, or he's an imposter, or a blasphemer, as they call. I want you to know that he is exactly who he said he was. Didn't we just celebrate last week on Easter? That he rose with all power, all wisdom, all grace. (laughs) Hallelujah. He conquered death. Hallelujah. Death is under his feet. And so we see the glorious risen king. He's arisen in our hearts and our lives today. He's exactly who he said he was. Psalm 103 verses 2 through 4 says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Praise the Lord. See, they all left the house worshiping and praising, even though some of them came with a divided heart and maybe duplicitous motives. But when they left the house, they had seen God and they could not deny it. And they were in awe of his glory. They were in awe of his power. They were in awe of who he was and they could not help but worship. And so the psalmist now says, praise the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me and don't forget his benefits. He forgives all of our sins. Aren't you glad about that? Amen. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to bear part of him and then the rest of them you have to take on. No, he took all of our sins upon himself and by his stripes, we are healed. We are delivered. We are set free and he heals all of our diseases of soul, of body, of mind, of spirit, of relationships. Hallelujah. Whatever is going on that needs a touch from heaven, he is the healer of it all. Let the healer come to you your house today. Let the healer come to your heart. Let the healer come to your soul. Let the healer come because he comes with all grace and all mercy. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad about it today? Amen. Ask and you shall receive. Seek the healer. Knock on the doors of mercy of the house of healing and you will find freedom. You will find deliverance. You will find compassion. Hallelujah. The healer is in the house and the healer wants to be in your life tonight. He carries all of our heavy burden of sin. Maybe we're depressed or filled with some kind of anxiety. Maybe our lives been hemmed in on every side with some kind of trauma that we are carrying. Maybe there are addictions in our lives of all forms of self-medication to try to make life make sense. Maybe they're distressing and plaguing thoughts that have robbed us of sleep and rest and our sense of well-being. Maybe our marriage, our relationship with family and others have been strained and stretched and it's incomprehensible on how we can repair it. Maybe there's some besetting compulsive sin. Maybe there's a physical illness that we're struggling with tonight. Hallelujah. I want you to know that God's mercy 
mercy and God's grace is in the house of Jesus. The healer is in the house. Hallelujah. You know, the grace of God is available tonight for all of us. And when he manifests his power, the, the, the anointing, the unction of the Holy Spirit rests upon his people. Jesus said that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And we will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. There were people there from Jerusalem, Judea, and all in Galilee that were gathered in this house. Jesus said, I'm going to give you power to be a witness. And sometimes you will go into territory where they may not want to receive you. But I will give you a breakthrough and ability to represent me as, 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 as my am ambassador in the earth in all the places that I send you. It is through the spirit of God abiding upon his people. Can somebody say amen? amen. And then in 1 John chapter 2 verses 20 and 27, he says you have an unction, you have an anointing from the Holy One who abides in you and he will teach you all things. How many of you need some teaching and instruction and wisdom? How to make the right choices, how to make the right decisions, how to stay out of trouble. Hello? Amen. That unction, that anointing, because he's in the house of our lives, he's able to instruct us when you can't get a hold of Pastor Daniel or you can't get a hold of Pastor John. The Holy Ghost will shepherd you. He will pastor you. Hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The good shepherd, the great shepherd walks with us in our lives. And that's what it means when he says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and 27, that the, the unction of the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. I remember years ago, uh, I had one, uh, one of the students came up and said, well, since I got the Holy Spirit and he can teach me all things, I guess I don't have to listen to you anymore. I said, well, now that's not exactly what he's saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. What he's saying is when you are all alone and you're faced with a dilemma, there's a temptation that has come that is drawing at, at your heart to try and drawing at your mind to try to pull you away from the purposes of God, that the Spirit of God will rise up in you and teach you, don't go that way, go this way. Hallelujah. You don't want to go with that crowd because you already know what's going to happen. You will compromise your walk. So follow me. Why don't you get your Bible and read your Bible? Why don't you pray? Why don't you just sit quietly for a moment? Calm your heart. The Holy Spirit will begin to speak you to you and instruct you in how to allow the healing, unction, and grace of God to rest upon your life. Hallelujah. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about the church as the body of Christ. We are one body with many members and God distributes graces and gifts and abilities of encouragement and strengthening in the body. That's why we come to churches because we need God and we need one another. Okay, I was a little weak. <laughs> I said we need God and we need one another. Amen. Amen. That's why, he, that's why Jesus came up with the idea of the church. The church was not a man-made idea. It's not a man-made institution. It is a supernatural manifestation of the kingdom of God on earth. Hallelujah. 
Only God can take us from various backgrounds and diverse, diverse places and bring us together and have us all kneeling at the one cross and calling on the one Jesus. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. Only God can bring us together this way. It is the glory of God that is seen upon the church when we operate in unity and love one another. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. Love one another. Hallelujah. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. Hallelujah. And when we love one another, rather than judging one another, the mercy and grace of God is manifest among us and we see healing and encouragement. New friendships are born and the church begins to look like heaven. Hallelujah. John said, I saw around the, the throne of God people from every tribe, from every nation, from every tongue, and they were worshiping the lamb who sits upon the throne. And we're just getting a chance to practice. This is a foretaste of what we will be doing for all eternity. We're getting a chance to practice here. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. And so God distributes his anointing and his graces among us. So he brings the power of his spirit upon us. The unction lives within us and speaks to our heart and our soul. He'll bring up a passage of scripture to us because God's word is living, remember, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, and he will begin to speak truth to us. Hallelujah. That's why we read the word. Hide it in your heart so that you don't sin against the Lord. He told Joshua, meditate in my word day and night and do not let this book of the law depart from you and then you will be prosperous and you will have good success. And so the reason that we read the word of God is so that when we're in that prayer time and we're in that place where Jesus, the healer, is in the house, he can bring that word to our mind so that we will know how to govern our lives and how to live a wise life, to be great sons and daughters of God. Amen? And so the anointing manifests among us when we constitute ourselves as the body of Christ and we go out of our way to give words of encouragement, words of comfort, words of strengthening to one another because we need it more and more as we see that day approaching. Can somebody say amen? amen. This is really a message that the Lord burned in my heart for this season for us here at this church, but really for the church in general is that when the healer is in the house of your life, everything changes. And when we get into that place of worship and we see the awe and the majesty of who God is, it changes everything because now our eyes are not on us, our eyes are on him. So you can't worship him without thinking about him, amen? You can't worship him without placing your confidence in him. You can't worship him without thinking about what you're saying. And so when we begin to worship God, not only with our lifestyle of obedience, that's when we see the miracles of God's grace. There's a song that was written years ago by Bill and Gloria Gaither called Healer in the House. I, I want to read some of the words to that song. It says, now the word says the holy healer, he was passing by one day. There was a man who was afflicted, but he had the faith to say, if I can ever get to Jesus, my healing will be the proof. If I can't get through the door, I'll tear off the roof because there is a healer in the house today. Isn't that good? And then the refrain goes, there's a healer in the house today. 
And for you, he wants to make a way. So just ask and believe by faith. Receive. There is a healer in the house today. I want you to know that the healer is in the house today. And he's here to meet our needs. Don Wilkerson, one of the pioneers of the Ministry of Teen Challenge, we're celebrating 60 years of ministry this year in Southern California alone. We're having our Diamond Jubilee. Isn't that wonderful? We've had thousands. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise for that. Amen. Over those 60 years, thousands of individuals and families have been restored by the power of the gospel. We're not strong enough or wise enough to help anyone break free from addiction. But when we let them down in front of Jesus and the healer is in the house of Teen Challenge, that's when we see lives restored. We see bondages broken. We see addictions rolled away. And we see the glory of God of a new creation. And many, many of our graduates are now pastors of churches. They're missionaries. They're business leaders in the community because they were once hopelessly addicted, but now they met the healer in the house. Amen. And Don made this statement a number of years ago. He said, we humans can work hard for each other, and we should, and we must work. But it is God and only God who heals. Hallelujah. Oh, we can work for each other. We can give you a cup of cold water. We can give you a prayer, a nice hug, and a handshake. But we know that the breakthrough comes because the healer is in the house. Give the Lord a shout of praise. If you're here tonight and you need the healer in your house, I want you to know that God is willing, he's able, and he wants to meet you at your point of need. Maybe it's a physical healing Maybe it's a relationship that is strained. Maybe it's a tormenting mindset or depression, anxiety, whatever it is. When we speak the name of Jesus, the healer in the house, he delivers and he sets free. So I want to close tonight by praying for us and asking God to to meet us at that place of our need, that he would be the healer in the house of our lives together. Would you stand with me? Father, we thank you. We love you. Your grace is here, Lord, to meet every need. We thank you, Father, for how you have drawn us here by your love. We came to your house tonight, Lord, because it's our custom to do so. But Lord, we're not just here for custom. We're here to meet with you every time we come. And so, Lord, I thank you that you're in the house. If you need God to heal and to meet you in a special way, just lift your hands up to the Lord. And I just want to pray with you right where you stand. God is able to do miracles. Hallelujah. Yes, I see the hands all over. Hallelujah. God is able. I don't know if this is being streamed, but if it is, if you're at home, just lift your hands at home. But right now, just say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I want you. Lord, I receive you. Touch me.
heal me. I need the healer in my house. I need the healer in my relationships. I need the healer for my physical body. I need the healer for my troubled mind. I need the healer. And I receive you, Jesus, as the healer. You know what Jesus did for that man? He said, your sins are forgiven. Take up your bed and walk. If you don't know him, the greatest healing that you can receive is the spiritual healing of your sins being cleansed and washed away. And so, Lord, tonight, if there's anyone who doesn't know you, I pray tonight that they will put their faith in you and their trust in you and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Change me. Come and fill every room of the house of my heart with your glory. I want to be your servant. I want to be your child. Holy Spirit, come and minister your grace to us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Maranatha Chapel. If you haven't already, please subscribe for weekly messages. Feel free to share this podcast and join us for our weekend services held Saturday evening or Sunday morning. Visit our website at www.maranathachapel.org for more information.